It's perfect timing because the movie came out four years ago, like Monday. So this is yeah. the fourth anniversary wow. of the movie. Does it hold up? Is it still great? I don't know. Stick around. Hello fellow fumblers and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers Podcast, the show where four friends fumble through your favorite films. Today we are reviewing Get Out, a movie released in 2017 and directed by Jordan Peele. Without further ado, my name is Adrian. Hey, I'm James, and today we are joined by two guests, Alonzo here, I'm like, let me see what if up? I'm doing that right, and what up, what up? Matt here. So we're very yeah. happy that you guys could uh, join us on this one yeah, to kind of yeah. round off our Black History Month with a yeah, pretty was, popular film. I was so excited. I was like, we have to do a Jordan Peele, like Get Out or Us. And Matt actually was just like, Get Out. Like we, you know, we asked him to the show. He was like, Get Out. And I was I think so that's a good choice. I think that's a good choice. Honestly. And it's perfect timing because the movie came out four years ago, like Monday. So this is yeah. the fourth anniversary wow. of the movie. Does it hold up? Is it still great? I don't know. Stick around. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's whoever's shooting, um, customary. If you want to, you know. Don't make fun optional. of me. This is all I had left in the bottle. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Cheers, so, guys. Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna bust you, man. been sitting right. on that tequila that tequila that i i got on the oh for secret santa for christmas I did. yeah it's just been yeah it's been good man thanks good I'm nice glad. very enjoyable good 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 all right get out 2017 jordan peele's first movie uh a horror movie of all things everyone kind of just knew him for comedy and then he throws a horror into it i don't know interesting yeah. i didn't know he went there yeah, I mean, it's kind of a surprise. It was super um, well received, or at least it made it made its mark. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. for a first film of somebody who does comedy, you know, it was uh, very highly successful, which is really cool. You know, what were yeah. you guys? What, I mean, did you guys watch Key and Peele? I assume everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Key yeah. What yeah. were some of your favorite Key and Peele? I was trying to think of some of the some of the <laughs> ones that had stuck in my mind. Uh, the one I'm thinking of, like kind of off the top, is um, the the college basketball like um, kind of recruiting video where it's like the names get increasingly like oh, more, oh, more, yeah. more and more like ridiculous. Contavious, yeah. Conjavious. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that one. That one sticks out. Then there's another one where it's like two. It's like the it's like Kim Peel and they're kind of talking behind their girlfriend's back. Yeah. I said, that one stuck with me. I mean, it's a it's a very fun. The, show. the, the yeah. substitute teacher, uh, classic Jacqueline, yeah. Jaqueline, <laughs> Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite, the one that sticks out to me so much, is um, when they're having it's all of those those like gang members like the criminals and they're having like a, a board meeting and they're just like all right so we need to like sell more drugs and like do more crimes and what <laughs> and jordan feels not sitting down and he's just like 
why don't you sit down? You know, they go through that whole thing. I never sat on no chairs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I'm totally pulling this out of my ass, but I think the first time I ever saw them <laughs> was there's a video for Weird Al's song called uh, White and Nerdy. Do you, do you guys remember that at all? Is making fun of um, Chameleon Air, Riding Dirty. Yeah. And they play the two dudes like driving the lowrider at the beginning of the video. Uh-huh. And I, I, the only reason I know that is because my kids like Weird Al and nice. we were watching a bunch of Weird Al videos <laughs> and that came up. Yeah. So, so, I mean, all of that is just such, is why it's such a shocker that he was just like, came out straight away with the horror movie. And then back to back another horror movie so he's had he has these you know i wonder i don't know is he is he working on anything else i actually don't know but the lovecraft country county he produced that oh okay did he not I write he's it a producer. Okay. i think he's a producer but um yeah go check that out it's it's worth checking out uh, i i watched the first couple episodes i haven't um i gotta watch some more but i enjoyed it i like lovecraft though like mm. it's a really cool yeah. interesting take but going back to like his comedy, you definitely get a little sprinkling of that in this movie. I think. James, yeah. I was, I was yeah. just about to say, I think so. Watching it recently again, it's like it was a lot funnier than I remember it being. Yeah. <laughs> the shit made me crack up, especially, and I know it's you know it's a horror movie, but there are just these painful scenes when you know they're at his girlfriend's you know house visiting and just at this party and just these painful scenes and like a lot of those lines were i mean they're they're like cringe but mike i love the cringe humor that's like always been my thing <laughs> like i love like the curb your enthusiasm and whatever and like i know it's supposed to be a horror movie but a lot of those scenes felt like a little curb your enthusiasm type of deal you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> just, just how cringe it was you know i yeah i can understand that but it's definitely like being like mixed like it was very relatable because like you've heard yeah, yeah. all those things you know yeah. you've seen all those things so it was it was pretty interesting like for me watching get out i was thinking about it it's the first horror movie that is from the black perspective because there's not a lot of horror movies. All right. For the first point, like black people aren't going to go into the woods, into a haunted house, you know, they're not going to open up a Ouija board, right? That's kind of like a cultural (laughs) thing, you know, like they're not going to do that, you know? And so are there any really horror films that feature that perspective? You know, I can't really think of any. It was the first one. And, um, I think about it how it's kind of like Godzilla or like um, Cloverfield, right? Godzilla was a reaction to 19, you know, um, to the bombings in Hiroshima and then um, Cloverfield. That was definitely a reaction to 9-11, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Watching this movie felt like as I was watching it, like the first time in theaters, it was that kind of feeling like that perspective of the like the black experience of the fear of white people mm-hmm. which was really like there there were times where i was shaking during it and i didn't know really? why yeah and wow. like it took a couple of like you know like 
days afterwards to like process, oh, why was I shaking during that, you know? I, I one of my notes yeah. one of my notes is literally hmm. I see white people. Right. Like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. No, I I I mean I think that's the to me that's like the that's the that's one of the innovative things of this movie, right? It's you know, and, and I'm not gonna you know, ultimately I'm not gonna compare my experience with his experience the character main character's experience, right? But um I'm I'm an immigrant, I'm Peruvian and when I came when I was a little kid, um all of a sudden you get put in these social situations with people that are not really part of your culture. Do you know what I'm saying? And so the things you do or the things they do, like there's just like this level of disconnect and un discomfort. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, I mean, at least for me, I immediately empathized, right? Like I immediately yeah. grabbed onto that and what he was feeling in that situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like, even like with my wife, like when I first met her family, obviously her family's not like that, but um you know they try to Hopefully. Sell shout, you. shout out shout out to katie but um uh but you know just it's just you know they're like from the midwest like a little more conservative a little more reserved and you know like i'm not that guy you know yeah. so so just i could immediately grab on to that like feeling of discomfort right yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was that was another thing i think to to matt's point how you were saying like they're, they're, no one's just going to run into the forest they're, and and that's just something that is kind of always a little bit unbelievable in in horror movies. Yeah. Is like it's it's the black trope, like the <laughs> the the black guy always dies first, kind of right, thing. Right. This was the the first time you see. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the and, first time you see, but the black guy comes out. Yeah, the victim. And I think um, in uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya's character, he acts very rationally throughout the entire film. I feel like like things that are happening. You see him kind of be like, this is really weird. And like, mm -hmm. I just, it feels like authentic. Like it, in a lot of horror movies, you're like, no one behaves that way. But when you're watching Chris, you're just like, yeah, this is how you would behave. Like this family's kind of weird. And he's just, oh, yeah. I think it's written well. It's believable. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think ahead, what you're talking about his reactions, like the whole time he, he's very aware of what mm -hmm. could possibly happen or in his mind, or if he oversteps his boundaries. So one of the characters says something off putting or strange. And as the audience, we experience that as like, Oh, this is so weird. But yeah. Daniel Kluwa's character is like, yeah, this is okay. Mm -hmm. Let's so, do this, you know, like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So it reminds me of that scene, which I, the scene in towards the beginning of the movie, which I think is genius, right? Which is when they hit the deer, right? They're driving, they hit the deer, you know, she calls the cops, cops come, right? And cops are talking to her and then one of the cops asks for his ID, right? Even though he didn't drive, right? And like, she's like, why are you asking for his ID, right? Yeah. And he, it's, it's interesting because like she can kind of afford to resist, right? yeah he uh, yeah. like he's just it's like man i've been through this a million fucking times like just here here's my license <laughs> he's just like trying to like minimize right yeah like minimize pacify the situation as much as possible just to get the fuck out right <laughs> and, which was a uh, very similar kind of scene interaction in our last review queen and slim just one of the or two reviews ago but queen and slim there was that same pulled over just trying to like you know obey the lock sort of right yeah go exactly ahead. yeah yeah no i just just like to me that that 
right that like dynamic where yeah it's it's just like he he does he just he's just trying to get by he's just trying to get through yeah. and trying to sh you know shake things off and he's just like yeah. used to mm -hmm. like this sort of level of interference in his life right it's just like yeah there's another know. really interesting thing to note about that scene is we talked we talked about how we're we're watch we're going through the film from chris's perspective and so from chris's perspective at this time that's his girlfriend and his girlfriend is standing up for him yeah but at the end of the film we find out his girlfriend's a complete fucking whack job and she wasn't defending him so much as she was trying to kind of stop that paper trail from yeah. uh, <laughs> a police officer pulling running his id and her id simultaneously right, so they right. wouldn't that make sense it. it's a great kind of yeah, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like, would you, if you haven't seen this twice, which I think I think all of us have now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's really good. You pick up on a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of little, you know. And I think one of the things, another thing, that impressed me about this movie is just how every frame, every scene, it gives you something. It gives you something. Either advances the story, or adds a little bit of color, or something in the background is kind of giving you a sort of, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. subliminal something. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there just aren't wasted frames. There aren't wasted shots yeah. in the movie. Yeah. That, I, like, like we've been talking about how this is through the black lens and he's literally a photographer. It's literally oh, through, wow. through his lens, which is like, you know, it's, it's, it's very, um, what's the word? It's just apparent. It's just, you know, yeah. They're not trying to hide that this is, this is his uh, viewpoint of of the situation. Yeah. And apparently, that's like a, uh, that's a tactic that filmmakers do when they're trying mm -hmm. to make the character be relatable to the audience. That you want to view it from their side is yeah. they they make them a camera person. So um, this movie is kind of based off of like uh, Stepford Wives. And oh yeah, Rose, what is it? Rosemary, Rose, Rosemary's yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, which so are women's seen... perspectives, right? Like it's like the first yeah. time that you're seeing through the lens of a woman. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's one of the notes I took with Stafford Wives. Um, have you guys seen? So they make there's two Stafford Wives movies. There's one from the '70s. There's one from I think the 2000s or maybe the '90s. I can't remember. The one to watch if you're going to watch it is the one from the '70s. Sure, but sure. basically the the whole thing about the Stafford wives is right it's like um husband and wife move out to the suburbs to like sort of start a family right and then, then like the 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 woman she goes starts going to the grocery store and starts realizing that everybody all the women act in this really weird way oh they're all right? robotic right and then spoiler alert the women have are being replaced by these like kind of 50s traditional general domestic style robots mm. okay um and and then so so yeah totally i mean that to me is like a direct call yeah. to like which is for sure which is interesting for this movie because when i went into this movie i was expecting some paranormal shit and then when yeah. it turned sci-fi like like i don't you know like i don't I don't know. Hypnosis, like considered... psych but, psychological. But, but like when they took the brain out and that's how they figured it out, I felt like that was really sci-fi. Like I was like, Whoa, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Like kind of kind of was weird for me. It it didn't <laughs> didn't land for me uh the I first like time. Really honestly. It really did. And I was like, this is kind of dumb. 
but watching it again, <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, well, I've never seen those two movies, so I was yeah. like, okay, it's fresh. It's 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 mm-hmm. something that I've never really seen before, and it, it definitely because like I don't know, I I can't really say that this is a horror film. Like it felt more like sci-fi terror, like sci-fi. I don't horror. know. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird for me. It was definitely, initial. Yeah. It was definitely a weird, unique flick. I always felt like it was a horror, though, um, and they used some comedy just to kind of balance out the tensions yeah. and stuff. Uh, but, I mean, the, the for br- me, like, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead, man. Um, for me, like that, like switch where you realize what's really going on, right? So, like yeah. for most of the movie, you're like, okay, what are these wasps gonna do? Like, are they kidnapping black people to make them slaves? Why are they um, hypnotizing them? You know, you just think, Mm -hmm. and then when you, that like flip, when you realize, oh no, it's not necessarily um, racism in the sense that it's, we are going to, um, I mean, it is, but it's. It's not that they're gonna hurt, like like, they're not seeking to hurt them. They just value their like sort of their bodies exactly yeah they value their bodies and and they're going to use them right and and like i think you know there's that monologue with the with the guy that's getting that you know basically going to be put in the chris the daniel kaluuya character's body and he's basically like i don't care if black white it doesn't matter right (laughs) a a little thing is that is that um i believe you have a stapler yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. From office even, Steven, Steven Root, who's like such an underrated character actor, yeah. big time. Like he's in fucking um, Idiocracy. Uh, he plays oh, a, oh, the judge okay. in Idiocracy. Uh, anyway, but voice is a Bill on a King of the Hill. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? No, yeah. He, he's, yeah, yeah. He's a super underrated oh, character shit. actor. But um, but yeah. So okay, uh, for me, when I what I noticed was okay. This is something I, I was going to talk about a little bit later, but I actually think that beginning scene with Lakeith Stanfield, I think that was a mistake because for me, I watched that scene, right? And then as soon as you see him again at the party, you kind of know what the fuck's going on. And then when you see the auction, you really know completely, really uh, yeah. what what's going on. Like but you, you felt, basically know. I feel like that first scene was definitely, it was a... Uh... It was an homage to Halloween, right? Like, hundred percent. Yeah, it was on that the, creep, the, the exactly creepy, like... the creepy car coming up, and then you getting kidnapped. Like, I just feel like yeah. that was like you know, Jordan what, Peele's what... way of saying, "Hey, I like horror films too. I wanna, I wanna right. show you guys." It looked like exactly like the street in in Halloween. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I think the the problem I have with the scene is, like, if you take take away that scene, and then. To me, it's there's so much more tension because you don't really know what's going on, right? Like, you don't really know who, what. I mean, and you don't. You know, but then, how like do that, you how do you drive it back? I mean, I, I guess eventually they're like, "Hey, I know that guy." Yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, they I could like, have took it out, and it would have been, maybe been a little more impactful when, when he goes and talks when um, Daniel Kalu's character talks to his friend. I feel and, like yeah. I feel like there was an opportunity to build a lot more what the fuck is going on tension, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that scene at the beginning is more for the audience, like so that they're not completely shocked. Right. I, I don't I don't know. You know, it's, I think it's a like problem. like when I first saw that first opening scene, it was in a sense 
cathartic or not cathartic, but so the words he says is as he's walking down the street and he's on the phone, he's talking to somebody and he's like, man, I'm creeped out by this suburban neighborhood. White people neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's like creepy. And so I think it's a good, it's, that's the point of the film is to show, it's like a foreshadowing of the point of the film. It's Mm. to show people how really black people are freaked out by what could happen with white people. This, you know, that's the point of the the film. And that is a shocker because the perspective that we have in most things is that somebody's walking down the ghetto or some sketch neighborhood and they're kind of like, or someplace on the other side. Yeah. And it's the other side. Yeah. And it flipped it. And when I first saw that, I knew exactly. And I was like, this is cool. You know, like it was cathartic in a way. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. And going back to your, like, where you were saying Godzilla was, like, a direct relation to this, do you feel like this movie is uh, because of, like, BLM and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for definitely. sure. 100%, 100% yeah. 100%. Well, I, I just think, I mean, it's it's just that, to me, that's, like, yeah, it's, it's, unlike, it's unlike any other horror movie I've seen from the standpoint right. of, you know, it just it it brings it 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 tells that story in a way. First off, like, first off, Jordan Peele's done his homework. I watched a lot of horror movies. Okay, I'm a bit like I'm a big horror head, and you know, it's not some schlocky, dumb, whatever. Like this shit is like clever, and every f- scene matters. Every frame matters. And also, it manages to be funny, which, yeah. goddamn, yeah. like that's hard to do. Like this is a heavy, some heavy shit, you know. <laughs> like you're talking about hard to do, but I think like so important in any movie. Like one of my grading factors is like, was it funny? Even if it's a very serious film, like it still needs to have that comedic relief. I think always, like even in horror, maybe especially in horror, you know, like I mean, to keep I, it I that great. With with horror, what's really cool about horror movies, right, is they can subvert the audience. So what they can do is they can make you laugh at the most horrific shit, right? <laughs> it's just like really a trick, you know? Like how the fuck does yeah. that happen? But okay, so so I, I although I did enjoy the 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 humor of it, sometimes it sort of retracted from the seriousness of the situation. I couldn't fucking stop laughing at um the maid, the maid when she's oh. staring. So 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 like he's he's I don't know if he's taking a picture or he's like kind of spying on her a little bit, and she's and she's like staring at her reflection. Reflection. And and her eyes are all like all cross-eyed. They're all like <laughs> jacked up, and I was just like laughing at that. I was like, oh my oh, god, man. it's so weird. I didn't and get like, that. I, I was so freaked out by her character. Like, I lo- yeah. but I love I love movies that can mix that and like pull it off. You know what I mean? Like I love yeah. like yeah. there's no reason like there's no reason why like okay, like we were talking I think we talked in the past about Inception, right? Like I'm I'm apparently such a hater on this movie, but like <laughs> the Nolan movies generally like they generally don't have like an ounce of like humor. Like I mean, they don't. Every the tone is a like, completely consistently serious. You know, like mm. cue that Inception foghorn sound. You know, bum, right, exactly, right. And and so like to me, like okay, it's cool to have a tone that stays consistent. And that's fine. But like 
it's kind of like what I like so much about that movie Dead Alive that I made you guys watch and you all hated. Um, <laughs> is is like I just love that movie. Like I love how it just can go from like romance to comedy to fucking like the most fucked up horror movie you've ever seen, gory ass shit. It, like just right back and forth with like this like facility. You know how hard that shit is. Like mm-hmm. that is hard to pull off. I feel like yeah, it it can be hard to pull off, but also people use that nowadays for easy entertainment you know like for example like a lot of the marvel movies had or or even what the new star wars movies tried to do was to get oh, yeah. to keep your attention by throwing in that bathos you know and hmm. i think that can detract the sacred texts if it's not like you know like done in a right balance it really de detracts or it just seems like a i don't know like a like especially in like some of like the marvel movies it's like okay here's just a quick joke you know i hear what you're saying and i think i think you're right about the balance it has to be the right balance because like this movie wasn't like just a com it wasn't a comedy right it wasn't just like jokes and laughs and you know like like key and peel right like it wasn't just like that and like i feel like i feel like um did you guys see the last indiana jones movie um, the kingdom of the crystal skull yeah it's all it's so horrible like it's yeah. so bad and like part of the problem for me was like the first three indiana jones movies they had funny moments you know like mm-hmm. there are funny moments like in temple of doom he's you know they're going through the bugs and like you know okay there are funny light-hearted moments but like you know indiana jones is trying people are trying to kill that dude every five seconds and in the kingdom of the crystal skull like it was too it was too like childlike everything was like kind of a laugh there were no real stakes you never (laughs) feel like he was gonna die or he'd never feel like he was in any kind of real danger and and you know that movie's so crap but like i didn't feel that way at all about this movie like i felt like i felt like right when you could use it and right when like (laughs) you know right when you could use it i mean the the character his friend you know, like mm-hmm. the TSA guy. Oh yeah, hilarious. And like, I mean, you know, people say comedic relief, but yeah, he has an important role. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't do what he does, he's the only person Chris, that shares the same perspective as him. The only person that believes in him. Chris does not survive the movie if he doesn't yeah. do what he does, right? Yeah. 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 Um. So, so yeah. I. I mean, tone wise, tone wise, I think I have no problem. Like yeah. whatsoever. I. Like, I just. It. I don't know. Maybe I just. I don't know. I. It took me out a little bit sometimes, where I was like, no, okay, now, now I gotta get serious again and like take this seriously. I don't know. No, yeah. no, no. Fair enough. I, yeah. I. I could see it, mm-hmm. but I think it was it. It was good because, like you were saying. Um, he's the only perspective that's from the same perspective as Chris. And so yeah. as like a, a, a viewer, it makes it not a, here's a black guy with around like white people, but it's like, okay, here are these people, you know, like it's, it you're not a little, more... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shout out to Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I think he did a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal performance. Um, and not easy. That scene, to me, I think one of the creepiest scenes in the movie is the scene where he gets the nosebleed and oh. like breaks through for like a few yeah. seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is um, that is crazy. And then you know, like 
it's so intense it's so intense and you're just like okay <laughs> okay this is this is something else like i think that's one of those movies with one of those scenes where the, the tone shifts in like a way that that needs to you know needs to happen yeah but i think yeah. there was still enough mystery at that point you know like we, we talked about how the first scene maybe gave a little bit gave the audience a little bit too much but i think we were still asking questions like okay so he's hypnotized right and we're like you know he's yeah. just in some trance but you know we find out it's something way darker way deeper than that the mm -hmm. what is what call the it? sunken place Ugula or like so the the word for the ritual or whatever or for like the actual operation you know hmm. it's something very very deep like deep and dark and yeah that to touch on what james was saying is like that sort of sci-fi element i don't know i think watching it a couple times over like i get it and i and i like it but it it felt like it did steer a little bit more away from horror in i don't know maybe in like the traditional 2020s 2010s yeah. i don't know i was of. expecting some i don't know what i was expecting like brutality like i like... don't know i don't i don't know if i was <laughs> expecting like some kkk fucking yeah. lynchings or something that would have been like yeah. horrific or something like that but like it was just so sci-fi let me before i forget there's a movie if you want that if that's what you want <laughs> no, no, i really oh, don't i really I don't want that i do have a recommendation so. <laughs> i'd rather not movie. know it it's <laughs> a french movie called frontiers so okay. you go check that out but but like think, just yeah go ahead that, like james like to what you're speaking yeah like I think I went into it thinking, oh, it's going to be some sort of like KKK type of movie. Yeah. And I like the fact that it turned out to not be that because it spoke yeah. to something deeper than that, right? Yeah. It spoke to the fact that's like, it's like the ultimate mandingo, right? It's like the fetishization of black people, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, black yeah. black bodies. Yeah, right? black bodies. Right? Uh, so many so, times, right? Yeah. So many times they talk about that, right? In, in that video, your physical gifts. And our determination, right? Yeah. Like yeah. talking, like grabbing it, you know, grabbing his arm, yeah. and you know, like all that stuff. No, I think that's one hundred percent right. The creepy son. What was up with his accent? He was like, somebody was like from Boston or something. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. he had like such a left field accent. I was like, did this guy like not the... get raised around these people or what? <laughs> Anyways, I thought, the, yeah, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. But he well, has, you know, he I... has that same sentiments where he's like, man, if you could really train you would be a fucking beast like he's so creepy and yeah. weird yeah. he was I, I feel like he was the creepiest to me like i was like this guy's yeah weird but you know he's though so... like but this like like i've been told that you know and i'm only half black you know like people yeah. have told me that yeah you know yeah, yeah it's so and, weird dude That's was crazy. swinging around the, the lacrosse stick too that was a nice little touch like for me laughing. like yeah because yeah. you know, to me, like lacrosse might be the most ultimate, like white privileged, <laughs> <laughs> like college boy, yeah, white privilege, like of all time. You know, I like, didn't catch but, that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think to me, you know, I think you hit on this exactly right. The the trick that this movie plays on you is it like gives you like, oh, is it the Klan? Is it the, yeah. the Nazis or whatever? Yeah. No, it's the white moderate. It's the white liberal, right? Like ah. it's the you know, and that to me, like is like that to me. I feel that a hundred percent, you know, yeah. and like, it, it, because like, you know, when I lived out, out East, I was around people like that all the time. Um, you know, and, and like you, you know, those people, like they speak in like a coded language, right? Like, Oh, do you live in that 
that neighborhood's not very nice. This neighborhood's mm. nice. You know, they yeah. speak in that kind of language. And for a lot of people, it's really kind of hard to see through that or see that, right? And and so maybe this movie kind of put that shit a little bit on blast in a way that, that is positive, which is cool, you know? Yeah. Okay. How many movies does that, are these yeah. the vil- these kind of people the villains, right? Yeah. Yeah. People who are thinking they're doing no harm, right? You know, I would have yeah. voted for i feel like we got that a little bit with do the right thing last week oh, yeah. i mean you have yes. these um these white people who are larry bird you know uh, yeah yeah that kind <laughs> you of got stuff. larry bird <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah no i yeah i mean yeah back back to that you know like i mean you know for me like as as i've kind of grown you know like politically like to me that that's like that's something that's a little bit easier sometimes to see through and like that that line about like the obama for a third time stuff mm-hmm. right yeah it is like like you know not to get i guess too political but like what what you know meaningfully like you know what has like a candidate like obama done you know for for black folk in this country right and like when you say stuff like that it's almost like a you're like saying like well, here's my token of support, but like, have things meaningfully changed, right? Like, you know, like have things meaningfully changed? Would things meaningfully change with a third, like, you know, a third Obama presidency or whatever, right? Yeah. And like, or like, there's another one where they say, oh, Gordon, Gordon loves Tiger Woods or (laughs) (laughs) loves Tiger Woods, right? Oh, man. So, or you know, or black is in fashion. That was another. That was another thing someone said, right? Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think to me, like, it's good. It's good for people to. It's good for people to like, you know, for white people, basically non-black people to think think about those things. Yeah. You know, re- reset their you know frame of thought. Yeah. Um, you know, because. Again, yeah, it's easy to make the clan yeah it was the the right choice it was the right choice because this movie just like do the right thing makes you think about um maybe some hidden prejudices that you hold in yourself like that you don't really realize that are detrimental to you know and and that's what's that's what's interesting about both these movies is like it makes you think man do I do these things too? Am I am I cringy trying to be an ally to black people and this kind of stuff? It's like makes you really kind of uh, another another thing. I, I another note I took was like the code switching that the dad does and the little brother does, right? Like so, in other words, like the dad, you know, in the company of a black person, starts like speaking. My What's man. up, my brother? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and like. You know, I mean, so I guess, brother. you know, it's like, it's like, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like kind of crazy, a lot of different ways about that because, you know, for me personally, as an immigrant, right. Coming to the States, um, and living in different parts of the country, y- you have to do that to some extent to survive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. like I lived in, in New York and that's where I learned to speak English Right. Then I lived in Miami with like five million Cubans and I had to like sort of learn to make friends and, and be in that world. Then I lived in West Virginia West and Virginia. had to fig- had to figure out a way to like live in that world, too. Right. Um, 
And so, but, you know, like, I think the thing to me is like, I, I just feel like I'm not putting on a show for anyone. This is just who I like, this is who I am. It was like, I'm, I'm a product of like the different places I've been, the different people I've talked to and stuff like that. Mm. But obviously this is a person that doesn't meaningfully interact with black people unless they're servants, right? Yeah. Or through, through the popular culture and then feels like, you know, that's going to get him like a little bit farther along with someone else, like speaking in that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think everybody code switches, you know, I mean, I I do it. Like you, you you find yourself in positions. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At work. So, so who here, who here watches a big mouth? Do you guys watch yeah I've, I've seen it yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i've seen it for sure and so there's that episode where there's this little girl she's like a mixed girl and then she um she uh she has a black friend and then they go to the city and she's with her cousins and then he starts to like code switch you know oh. and it's just like everybody code switches like i don't know it's so weird when you realize how ingrained it is in you like for me when mm-hmm. I, I i like realized oh wow like I almost every interaction I have with like older white people, there's that in in my mind, make sure you sound like the way that they want you to sound, you know, like how my whole personality was built around that, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. But um, so, I mean, I guess I don't find as a fault from the, because I think everybody does it, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Does it, you know, like and- customer service voice we all have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God! When I heard Jay's yeah. customer service voice for the first time, my <laughs> mind was blown. I was like, what was the context of that? Uh, and I was at Staples, and he was oh, working nice. Geek okay. Squad or whatever, and I heard his his customer <laughs> service voice. <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. a intro voice, right? It's <laughs> well. Like, so when I, so when I speak in Portuguese, um, I, (laughs) I kind of put on a voice, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because with the people I learned it from, I try to sound like them mostly just because I feel like it makes it sound more like accurate, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Is I, that exactly coach? Which I'm not really even sure what the fuck that is exactly. I'm just trying to sound <laughs> a little bit more intelligible yeah, yeah. to them. You know what I'm saying? I worked with this guy who he spoke um, spoke seven languages. He spoke English, Spanish, French, Farsi, Arabic. Like he, he spoke so many different fucking languages. And I was just yeah. like, how, how the hell do you do that? How do you do? And he was like, it's almost like I have a split personality where each language has their own personality because I have to get into the character of that culture. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah it's true. Mm. Very true. Very, I feel like that. I speak three languages. I feel like that uh, a lot, right? Like, um, you know, and, and even in Spanish, you know, there's a way to speak in a Peruvian Spanish. There's a way to speak in a Puerto Rican Spanish. There's a way to speak yeah. in a Mexican Spanish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, I, you know, if I'm talking to someone from Mexico, I've, I'll catch myself, like, modulating a little bit. Yeah. And, like, I wonder if I my, sound like a fucking fool. My know? aunts <laughs> my aunts say that my dad speaks like a Mexican when they, because he's oh, Puerto right. Rican. And they're like, oh, yeah, I hang out with all the Mexicans down in New Mexico. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's primarily who we work with. But it's interesting. Yeah, no doubt. We kind of went off the wayward here. I want to take it back to Get Out. And I want to give a just like 
pay props to Allison Williams, um, the actress who played uh, Rose. She did such a good. I feel like she was so believable. Like in the in the beginning, like how everything is just happening around Chris, and like she just reacts so authentically and like. She's like, God, I can't believe my fucking brother. Like, oh, like how he was saying all these things. And my dad, I've never heard him talk like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, w- I was fucking fooled. Like, almost <laughs> up- couldn't find the keys. Like, it was yeah. that far yeah. that I was like. Yeah, yeah. Same close. here. Yeah. I thought at that moment that she had been um, hip, hip hypnotized to not know yeah. where the keys yeah. were. You know, like that's yeah. how it yeah. yeah. I'm trying to Did- think. I'm trying to think of what I thought when I first watched the movie. Um, well, first off, she's a, I, I, well, first off, she's super fine and um, super fine. respectable. <laughs> yeah, no, she is. I mean, just you know, um, and she's in that show, Girls. I watched, um, and uh, I think she's she does she she's a she's a really she's a good actress. Um, like I was reading that you know some of this is like, you know, like at least some of the concept is a little like autobiographical from the standpoint of like like jordan peele has a white girlfriend that i don't know if they're married now but like um and that he you know had to do the thing of you know being a (laughs) being a black man and going to this you know going to their house the parents house right Mm -hmm. and and again not trying to um you know respect yes respectfully um (laughs) fine um not trying to uh um you know compare again but like I, you know, I'm married to a gringa from Indiana, you know, and I've had to go to the parents' house for the weekend and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it sort of taps into a little bit the kind of paranoia of, like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, you know, there's, like, a new relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who, how the fuck are the parents going to be? What is she really like? you know like put under the pressure so like to me it just all that felt so real <laughs> like yeah it felt so real i don't i don't know that was that was my experience and that that definitely is just it just speaks to the acting i think in the, in the entire film like this is the first thing i've ever seen daniel daniel kaluuya in and amazing like i i read this thing that he he got the part because he did fucking phenomenal in the uh what's it called the tryout thing what do they call them the audition yeah and the audition he he had to say this this one scene he did this five takes of this one scene where daniel where the character's crying and he cried at the same exact moment each time like a tear fell down each fucking scene wow. it's just like damn like that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I, I haven't been much else i just in um queen and slim have you guys seen um what is he, it? He's in Black Panther. Yeah. He's in he's in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, both Black. him and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, they're both phenomenal. Both yeah. like fantastic oh, cool. in the movie. Like their their performances are like they basically drive the whole movie. Oh, I and seen that yet. someone in the chat, Taryn's mentioning, I love that the Fruit Loop separated from milk wasn't as thought out as everyone thought it was. Oh, <laughs> that was a nice little touch. Um, that scene at the end where she's in t- pure white drinking the milk and then what was the song she was listening to um just some cheesy 80s yeah, time after yeah. time is it time after time i can't remember what it was it's something very cheesy, something cheesy 80s, like you know <laughs> yeah she has fruit loops in it 
a bowl and then a glass of milk and, and she's oh, just eating them separately yeah. and everyone's like, oh it's it's this whole thing where you know white and colors can't mix and <laughs> no, no, it's, good. Oh, it's no. money i, I didn't take, i didn't take oh, it like that at all i, 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 a, I just took it as like a fucking psychopath is going to eat their cereal. Like, yeah. That's how I took it. Well, well, is that what Taryn was mentioning? That that yeah. even Jordan Peele wasn't even thinking of that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. Go genius ahead. Of, the genius of the movie. This is it right here, right? Is that frame. Like, there's so many layers of meaning. Do you know how hard that is? And, you know, it's funny. Like, sometimes you luck into something, right? But yeah. how much you want to bet, though, honestly? How much you want to bet that that wasn't... A lot of times these directors they like play around and they pretend like some of these things aren't in, as intentional as they are you're right yeah, you're right Hitchcock, Hitchcock did, was a, like he would in interviews he would always like deny like no whatever you're full of shit. when obviously there are obvious things there in the frame uh, yeah. that were obviously meant yeah. to you know, like there's this is another, like there's another interesting little bit about that that i think um i think jordan peele kind of denies same similar to that where uh, the dad is giving Chris a tour of the house and he's like, oh, we, we have the basement locked up. There's some black mold down there. Oh, yeah. And so like everyone's like, oh, black mold, like a black person being a mold for like this this vessel that they're going to. And yeah, I know. Exactly. And people's like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. But it's like, maybe. <laughs> uh, you, you don't yeah. just write. That's on the Think nose. That's on the nose. Re- that's a screenplay. He wrote the yeah. screenplay. You, yeah. You're just gonna write, write some random yeah. shit about what's in the basement? No, you're gonna pour over every single word. My you know? my personal favorite on the nose thing was um, the thing that saved him was picking cotton. It was the only yeah. time that a black Dude. guy got saved from picking cotton out of the Dude. the seat. Yeah, which I thought was what, very on the nose. Yeah. Well, I was talking about like this. It makes you laugh. Right, a great horror movie will make you laugh at fucked up shit, right? Yeah. And that's like a perfect example, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, of course. Um, you know, he kills he kills the the father with the the buckhorns. Yeah. You know, they hit they hit the deer at the beginning, right? Like, you know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. You know, just there's there's really a lot big. of stuff like that. That was really big because it related back to his mother, how his mother died. His mother exactly. run. Yeah. The deer didn't die instantly, and neither did his mother. Right, that's right. He was just sitting watching TV. He couldn't do anything, and yeah, he kind of got got justice to like, I don't know, maybe not justice, but like he kind of, you know, it was did some. Yeah, it's good character progression where he finally decides that he's not gonna sit there and watch TV because he was in front of a TV just watching. Yeah, but finally act the way. that buck there that's like a trophy right it's a trophy kill and he's about to be this trophy kill oh, yeah. he uses it to kill you know so yeah See, there's yeah. so there's like a lot of fucking really cool layers in that the, yeah. in the at the party at the party everyone dressed in red white or black right mm-hmm. um you know or a combination of red white and black right um you know it's like obviously the the colors of a certain flag right um and you know there's a lot of other things right like that where um Everyone, yeah. everyone who attends the party shows up in a black car. All of them are yeah. black people. So, <laughs> so okay. Here's something I couldn't figure out. I wrote this down, but I just couldn't figure. It. Like, what is the meaning of the cigarettes? Right, <laughs> the cigarettes and the fact that he smokes oh, yeah, a cigarette. Because he doesn't want to hurt the the. the, the he body. doesn't want to hurt the body. Yeah. They don't want him to hurt the body, mm. right? Um, but mm. and but but 
like I feel like every time he goes to smoke a cigarette, it's like he learns a little bit more of the truth, right? Like he sneaks out to get a cigarette, and then he sees like you know exactly that dude. <laughs> so weird. That, so weird. That dude running straight at him, <laughs> right? Like I feel like that. You know, I was trying to kind of like think about like what that you know, and then and then the fact that um he has no family, right? And like kind of a perfect victim, right? Like potentially, right? And yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, you know, it's like they thought, you know how, like, these movies will ask you to suspend disbelief, right? And, and like, for me, like, the only thing, I mean, there's there's a couple things that you have to suspend disbelief. The, the brain surgery stuff, and I would even say the hypnosis stuff, right? But, like, everything else, yeah, yeah, like, everything else, they did a really good job of buttoning all that shit up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, having a reasonable totally, it was totally relatable from so many points you know and um i think yeah i think he did a great job and then let me see well james is kind of away but i think the cherry on top of the film for me right the cherry on on top is it's the scene that's kind of like the darth vader scene in like rogue one right that's like the cherry on top mm. is at the end right when you think you know like he's killing her oh, and then he stops and then you're like how's he gonna get away okay he showed her mercy don't do yeah. it man just just fucking kill her just 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 do it and then the, yeah. yeah and then the cop car here he comes <laughs> nice. and then the cop car comes and like the whole oh, crowd right the whole, like that's like the genius is that the whole audience you know you get that sinking feeling of like, yeah oh, oh no. shit oh no oh no right and then he subverts it but that's the genius part of the whole movie is that everybody in the audience at that moment knows yeah. like has the same feeling and it's like the cherry on 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 top, you know. So did you yeah. guys mention that that was going to be the alternate ending? Sorry. No, no, no. We, yeah, so, no, so, so no, yeah, no, no. Jordan Peele actually was going to make it a white cup. Wow. Well, yeah. so that that's on YouTube. Go and uh, you can oh. watch the alternate ending on YouTube. Oh, they have. Um, okay. They, yeah, yeah. It was like an extra. It's on YouTube. Um, the um, I see. This is the interesting thing. I agree that that was like a really cool moment. In the, in the in the sense of like you subvert the audience right mm -hmm. you show something and then you reveal something else right it's like you know yeah. like really clever right i feel like this movie copped out a little bit at the end mm. like and so james wanted come on back me up james come <laughs> back me up please i james, think it, I, james back me up like i wanted the I wanted like the gut wrenching, the gut wrenching. I wanted that. Ending. I wanted yeah. that ending. Like, it was a little too like Final Girl type of horror movie ending. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like at the very end, finally, the last I, girl. I like, like I like both. I like both, but I think if it was the white cop at the end, it would have been more impactful, and it would have been it would have been that sinking feeling that I've, I'm sure many black americans feel you know where you know when is this shit I ever think, gonna end yeah. when is this shit ever gonna end well i think the the sinking feeling i think where the genius part is is that you get the sinking feeling immediately when you see the lights when yeah. you see the lights in the background like i was shaking and i knew what was gonna you know like you just thought you knew what was gonna happen and that's mm -hmm. the genius of the film is that moment the whole crowd kind of is feeling yeah. that sinking feeling. 
You get so, it. You get it there a little bit, but but yeah. And she smiles, right? She smiles too, like when the yeah. She's like, help, yeah. help. Yeah. Wait, I'm a woman. There's a black man on top of me. Easy. Yeah. Help. Yeah. yeah. So she thinks. And that yeah. part, I would. That part, I think. I. I mean, I love that piece, right? Because like, like really throughout the whole movie, this this white girl is like basically using her sexuality as a we- like she's weaponizing her sexuality right um and the fact that the movie went there like that um that takes balls man like that's not easy to like kind of go go in that direction and not like piss off like you know x y and z groups or whatever right mm. um which like her again just her switch at the end of the movie like yeah. i fully fucking believe like i i fully believed it and then she turns into just this complete psychopath where you're like, oh my god, your skin is crawling when she's mm-hmm. fucking eating the goddamn Fruit Loops. And then it's just like, after she's she's pleading, she's like begging for her life. She's like, no, like, you know, like, I, I'm, I, I still love you. You were one of the it's good just, ones. No, it's just like such a, it's just like a different person. Like, and again, it's just a, it's just a testament to like how well jordan peele made you see things through the main character's eyes like just how you see all of the characters around him and like how you see him kind of deal with that and cope with that it's let let me let me let me pose a question to the group like do you feel like the movie needed a happy ending (sighs) um i okay i actually it depends because like i think it's good that it was a happy ending because it gives kind of hope towards the at least like towards like the black audience that like man we're not just gonna die yeah. in every movie even in one of our own movies that's about our own struggle you know like this whole yeah thing. it's kind of it's like true. good that it wasn't fatalistic because yeah you have you have a hero that survives this thing you know like mm-hmm. if right. it wasn't that it just would have been like man you know, white like, people suck. It would have been white people yeah, suck yeah. again. It would have been like yeah, this is yeah. bullshit it, all over again. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I feel like that's that's a really good point. Although, so, Dave, although the I am another black character. Like, although which... the the psychopath in me would like it to end like horribly <laughs> like that. I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> when when you're going for what Jordan Peele was going for to get that black lens, you 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 can't do that to your own guy. You know, you can't do it to, to your own guy. I mean, okay. <clears throat> James, I, I, I really thought you'd back me up a little bit. Here's the thing. Like, I don't, like, like, I don't have, like, a major problem with the end. Like, because I think you're 100% right, Matt. Like, that subversion at the end is pretty fucking genius, right? And it works. I just felt like, and if you watch the alternate ending, I actually don't even like the alternate ending, uh, honestly. The alternate ending has, like, it ended, he's in jail and... um he's in jail and his buddy like visits him in jail and is like, Hey, I need more information to help investigate this case to help get you out of here. And he's just not interested in talking about it because he got him, Right. Mm-hmm. Like he got them and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I don't like that ending. Um, yeah. Maybe there's a third ending or whatever, but <laughs> my, f- some of my favorite horror movies, not all my favorite horror movies, some of my favorite horror movies. Like, I feel like the final girl thing is a little bit of a cliche. And like some of my favorite horror movies, it's like, okay, this movie subverted the narrative of like the story of like 
the oppression of black people in the United States, right? In that, right, the friend comes kind of at the end to save the day, right? And you you, you think it's a cop, but it's a friend, right? So it subverted that narrative, right? But in the realm of horror movies, it played right into the final girl, like, narrative. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's even with, like, even with Allison Williams' character basically being dead and then coming back to life and then being dead <laughs> and coming back to life, right? Like, the brother too. Yeah. it kind of, it kind of, like, to me, for me, like, just as, like, from the standpoint of, like, the, where it fits in the sort of history of horror movies and stuff like that, it kind of played it safe. And maybe there was an opportunity to play it in a way that would really fuck your mind over, you know, like, and, and maybe that was a missed opportunity. I mean, that's kind of picking, uh, you know, on the movie a little bit, but. I think one of the differences between the final girl movies and like this one is that in all those movies, there's a group of people, one gets picked off one by one and the main character survives. And in this movie, he's the only, you know, lens, he's the only one or, you know, and so it's, he's not the final girl because he's, been the only girl you know like <laughs> I, know yeah, I mean i guess if you want to call if you want to call like lakeith stanfield and and some of the other folks but yeah no i, I know what you're saying i i know what you're saying it is it isn't exactly a final girl thing right mm-hmm. um yeah i, I mean but it. that's yeah, yeah i mean that's just picking a little bit and like no, you know yeah. the truth is like i'm not dissatisfied with the ending and like i just don't think it may okay maybe to be more of a mainstream success right it needed a happy ending it's not too many movies that end in like a terrible way (laughs) like catch on with a lot of people right like i mean only psychopaths like me and maybe james like (laughs) recommend movies that like end in a shit way at the end you know like hey you gotta watch this movie you're gonna be bummed the fuck out for like days yeah that's that's like the mist man that's why what yeah. makes the oh, mist yeah. so, good. so good. Yeah, oh, yeah no, because 100%. it's so fucked up. Like it's, it's kind of not that, that great during, but the ending like is so gut wrenching. You know, you guys need to review that. I think that's like a a, a modern, last twenty years like horror classic for yeah. sure. I, I mean, I agree a hundred percent. What it makes could... that movie so like? Because it's like a B or C movie until the ending, and that's yeah. what makes it so good. But, yeah. Um, I think like if you listen to Jordan Peele though, and this this like statement from him will piss off people a lot and some not. It's like when they ask him, "Hey, are you ever gonna make movies with like white people as the main character?" and and he says, "No, because I've seen that right." Yeah. And so that's like a and I when you come from his perspective, right? This is this is his first movie, and he's making it from like for black people and for everybody, but for black people. And so I think yeah. at the end, when he decides to have him live, it's because of that purpose. And and I don't even think it's for like mainstream to appease everybody. He's thinking about it for the that specific audience. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna and, win this. You know, yeah. Well, it's kind of like, yeah. like maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit like, like Shaft or something like, you know, or some of those movies yeah. from the seventies, right? Where it was like really the only black people you saw on the screen were like servants or villains or whatever right and so this is like just a badass motherfucker you know mother shut your mouth sorry um (laughs) that you know like um you know it's just cool and and like i mean no i i see that and also not to spoil us 
I was just but, I was waiting for not to, to bring spoil up us, up. but like you know that one has. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I haven't seen ending. that, so okay. yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. All right, no, I'm not gonna We're say not that. Go Gotta watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it for sure. Yeah, um, I would say more the lines of horror than Get Out. Um, that's all I'll say about it, in my opinion. But yeah, so that pretty much takes us to kind of our rounding thoughts. Um, any, any other things we want to you want to get in before we get to reviews? Um, yeah, I'm just going through my notes here. Um, the family's name is Armitage, which means hermit. Um, and there's that part where Logan says, I haven't had much desire to leave the house in a while. Wiki Stanfield's character, remember? Um, oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the, the, um, the female sort of servant um, character when um, Chris says, I don't want to be a snitch or something. And she's like completely confused at what the word snitch means. I thought that was a yeah, nice, nice yeah. little touch. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, afterwards, he's like, this bitch is, this bitch is crazy. This bitch is crazy. Yeah, like when you go back and you watch it a second time, you see how the actors who are playing those who are, you know, the elderly white people inside of a black body, you yeah. can see how that was the cue. Just act that. And mm-hmm. we didn't realize it at first, but it comes out so creepy, but that's what they were told to act like, you know? Like, they weren't even told to be creepy in a, in, in a sense, um, but just be that. Maybe the Be a creepy grandma, old white person. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe the grandma, the, the maid, because she had those moments where she's like snapping, right? And that's creepy. But like, mm-hmm. to be that character, you can just say, oh yeah, just be this old white person <laughs> and like, <it> was just... <laughs> yeah. yeah um and and then let me see here what else um oh uh <laughs> how remember how so the the dad the grandfather that you don't see in the movie but the dad's father um how he lost to jesse owens in the olympics mm-hmm. um and he says he almost got over it right almost <laughs> yeah. that's like a big tip i mean to me like again mm. there's this like a little bit a tip as to what the hell's going on um uh oh okay that basement okay so i got two things on that basement one is the animal skulls all over the place like and you know like back in the day right like in the sort of like the scientific racism right phrenology was like a important part of that right so like phrenology is basically like a measurement of oh my did my video freeze yeah your audio is good <laughs> okay well whatever um i'll just finish this uh, but anyway um for, so phren- phrenology right like it's the, the sort of measurement of like the dimensions of the skull like to determine like you know intelligence mm. and all this other bs right and already um, I, I I felt like that was in, that was interesting. That was a um, that was an interesting thing. The second thing is um, when I was running uh, my consulting software consulting business, um, I had to go meet a client in Florida, right? And um, this was in 2017, and this was for a pretty big project. So I flew down. I met I met these guys. It was these twin brothers that were running a gym, okay? And we were going to build this software for their gym, basically. So they invite me into their office okay and i walk into their office and 
it was cigars, portraits of Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan, um, and it was like really dark furniture, like guns, like rifles, like mounted and stuff like that. And I was immediately like on edge. I mean, I got to <laughs> and like that basement reminded me so much of that room, you know? Yeah. And I can speak I about those guys because they suck, but um, <laughs> they suck. But yeah, anyway, that, that, yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's all I've got. So let's, let's get into the reviews. Yeah. Let's see if I can fix my camera <clears throat> into it. Um, who wants to go for it? James, do you want to, do you want to lead the way on this one? Oh man. Uh, yeah, here. yeah, I guess I could. Um, Let me ask you a question though first, right? Yes. So you came into this saying that you were sort of always known as a hater of this movie, sort of. Yeah. Has, any, has any of our talkings changed that or, or, or not? It's changed it a lot. It's changed <laughs> yeah. it a lot. Okay. A lot more than I thought it would. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so when I first saw this, uh, I don't know, like the hype for this movie was just unreal. I saw it in theaters, left the theater thinking, well, that was kind of stupid. <laughs> Honestly, to be honest, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was like, it's, I was like, this is what everyone's talking about. Um, this second watch through, enjoyed it a lot more. Maybe I just wasn't uh, paying attention to the little details and the context and maybe back then I wasn't uh as woke. No, I don't know. I don't know what's but stay woke. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about woke. that. We yeah. didn't talk about that. <clears throat> um you know, maybe I wasn't so uh involved in in like the Black Lives Matter stuff and now four years later definitely know a lot more about it. So it kind of changes your perspective a little bit. I think that's probably what helped my score more, you know. And then hearing you guys talk about it, um, yeah, this is this is a really fun movie. It's really clever in many ways. Even though there were times where I felt like, ah, this is kind of cheesy. At like, and especially. Like, I don't know, like the running, like the running scene is cheesy. Like a lot of, a lot of like the scary parts, like the creepy parts. I'm just like, uh, it's hard for me to take this seriously. And then they, and then I'm already laughing at it. And then they give me more comedic relief. So I'm like, ah, it's hard for me to like stay um, very serious with it. Um, yeah. But um what else do i want to say about it what else um yeah just just all the little little details is what makes this movie great i think um from from the photographer lens uh like i said the cotton picking stuff like i was like man i was like that's clever as hell um what am i gonna give this uh for me I think I'm sitting around an 8.5 for me, which is a lot higher than I thought I was going to give that's it. A lot, yeah, that's a lot higher I, than I thought. Right, I was coming good. I was coming in feelings with uh even even second even second viewing, but I think the the conversation we had, the stuff that Matt brought up was uh right. really 
interesting. I think we had a lot of good talks here tonight. But yeah, yeah. 8.5. Okay, 8.5 out of James. Um, should we go clockwise? Alonso, you ready? Ready to take it over for you? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, so we said a lot. Um, you know, I think for me, right, I've got a little bit of that hater energy that James does, <laughs> uh, more, more, more so maybe even. And I'm definitely a little bit of a gatekeeper, like when it comes to like stuff like horror, because like, okay, so, all right, sorry, I'm gonna try and not be so long winded here, but <laughs> like when I was when I was a kid, okay, when I was a kid, um, growing up in West Virginia, I didn't, you know, it was like we had a drugstore, we had a video store, the drugstore had comics, and the video store had videos, okay, and I'm dating myself as VHS. Anyway, so, um, you know, so I read, I read comics, and at the time it was like the X-Men or whatever, right, that was like the big thing, right, and then the video store, right, so the video store had like the main room, and again, I hope you guys remember what video store was. And then the porn the, room? There was the porn room, right? <laughs> no, seriously, there was the main room. Yeah. Then there was the porn room. But this video store had a horror room, like oh. a whole room with like nothing but horror tapes. Okay. And so, yeah, so me and my buddies would go to the horror tapes and like we would pick the movie based off the cover, right? Like just exclusively like, oh man, this looks like some fucked up shit. Let's watch this shit, right? So what's interesting to me is like now... I'm almost 40 and like the comic book movies are the all the rage and like this movie was the first horror movie that a lot of people had seen it was the first it was like a horror movie that like it got a lot of mainstream attention and hype because of you know stuff that Matt was talking about right like telling the story you know like this is like a story of the black experience right in this sort of genre like type movie like a horror movie right and so i you know i'm naturally skeptical and suspicious right <laughs> when normal people say this movie is so great no right <laughs> well you know i mean you know what i'm saying like not not people that would generally watch like a horror movie you yeah. know um but the truth is this movie is fun it's fun and it's innovative it's really innovative it tells a story that isn't told in the genre and 4.5 million dollar budget by the way forgot to mention oh, you got to give it also that's another thing man i love movies <laughs> that cost nothing that that are made <laughs> so well and like catch on i love that stuff you know like, like to me that's like such a cool thing but like it's 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 fun. Like I mean, I say it's fun, right? It's like how can a movie about how can a movie like that be fun? Yeah. But that's like the, the that's like I think that's what makes that's what makes it great, right? That's part of what makes it great. It's like so fun. Um, so anyway, you know, all that to say, all the things that I've said, the issues I had with it really are, I don't know about the ending, I don't know about the beginning. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the ending. I don't know about the beginning. Could the pacing have been? Could it get to the point a little quicker? Maybe that was another thing the I thought. The runtime like, is took... only an hour and forty, which I oh, thought was cool. really yeah. true. Good. But like, 
really like the moment when the the moment of the revelation is like basically what about 20 minutes before the end of the movie right mm -hmm. yeah. um 25 maybe um but those are like minor things so like for me i'm gonna give it a solid eight to ten that's that's eight okay eight eight of ten eight point zero of ten all right cool so eight coming out of alonso thank you over thanks matt rodriguez <laughs> i'll go and take it over so give me the bob ross this um yeah this movie was it was really really fun to watch i think it just it being jordan peele i mean all of us you know we we know key and peel really well and to just be like what like he made a movie and it's a horror movie like what the fuck completely out of left field so just that wow factor and the fact that it was actually pretty fucking good was just insane i think the way that the way that jordan peel wrote this movie to completely show the perspective through the main character's eyes and just to to see chris react to everyone like around him who again we talked about this the white moderates right the people who don't think they're racist i i i couldn't be racist i voted for obama twice right like <clears throat> just that level and, and to see that you know it's just like oh shit like it kind of flips the lens and you're just like do i do that type of shit you know like am i that type of person and it, and that's that's huge i mean we've talked about that that type of uh just that type of feeling that you get when we've went through all of the movies that we've talked about in, in our black history month, like all of them have brought this level of just like, man, just, just learning more about this, just like experiencing it, just really putting yourself in there. Like you really just start to gain a perspective and this movie did it really well. I think maybe the best out of the movies that we've seen. And so just for that alone, I think was amazing. Um, things that maybe I wasn't crazy about is, I think, you know, this movie is called a horror, but there's not a whole lot of it that feels horror, that feels like the traditional, like, you know, like, am I actually really scared or is this, you know, it kind of goes a little bit sci-fi and it just, it's, it's weird. And th there's nothing wrong with it being weird, but one question that I, that I had all three watching, like all three times that I watched it, I was just like, why do these people... Why do these old white people want to be in these like half brain dead like beings? Like if you look at like the groundskeeper, like it doesn't look like he knows what's going on. You look at the maid, <laughs> she's kind of lost the whole time. It's just like, is that a life to live? Like why are why and they're just working. They're just like, I don't know. It was just weird to me. I was like, why, you know, we didn't get too much into that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, but but needless to say, I mean, there's so many small things to to like really focus in on all of the the little subtle nods that it does to other things. Like there was one point where um, at the T when they, they have a shot at the TSA or at the airport and it's um flight to it, uh, flight 237 now boarding. And it's just like 237, the 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 room in the shining, you know, there's just oh, a lot of oh, cool okay. where is it? Wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of the cool homages that they do and, and that's just a testament to how much of a horror fan jordan peele is so um for the for me this movie is is solid it's great third watching third time watching it had a great time the whole time it's fun so this is a solid nine out of ten for me mm. so yeah all right let's take it over to matt all right 
Well, you yeah. guys have said a lot, and um, I agree with a lot of what you. I know it sucks to go last. Sorry. What's really cool about this movie is that um, it accomplishes a lot for a first timer, and it got you know, and I think the success that it has is well earned. I don't think the success is due to pandering or anything like that. I think it's well earned. Um, there are a lot of instances that you could keep on watching this movie and find out more things, right? So, like, even mm -hmm. as all of you guys were talking, I wanted to be like, oh, well, I thought this about that and that and that, you know? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like, I don't want to go do that now because we're, like, ending this. But um, <laughs> You can if you I want. Think, you could bring yeah, up no, a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, you could. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember, like, what I was thinking. But, um, uh, I think I actually would give it a 9.5. I've never done uh film fumblers and so mm -hmm. i've never um had to rate anything but mm -hmm. i would say this is a completely unique movie that accomplishes what it sets out to do you go mm -hmm. in and you have this horror expectation and with the music too like if you listen to like what they do with the music it really goes back to like hitchcock to like all these other things and it really makes you feel like this tension, like something's gonna happen all the time. Um, and then it ends up, I think, being a thriller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, but that's it, that's the subversion in a sense. But I I think it, yeah, I'd give it a 9.5 just because it culturally does what it sets out to do. It exposes a lot of new thoughts to a lot of new people. It's not a horror that is made for horror, just for right. shock factor. It's actually not what it's about at all. Um, and it's not even, you know, even though it's made for, I think it's made for a specific audience, everybody gets something out of it. And mm -hmm. that is very hard to, to do. So, oh yeah. Nice. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's, I, that's awesome. Awesome. Cool. So that brings us to a collective 8.75. Uh, just want to give a special thanks to Alonso and Matt for being our guests this week. Uh, Jay and Taryn couldn't make it, so we just grabbed YouTube. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, it was really great <laughs> to have you guys on. Um, had a whole lot of fun with this one. I think it was a great episode. Yeah, uh, next week we are going to be reviewing The Sound of Metal. So that is going to be, what is that? That's first week of March. That's March 6th. So be sure you're tuned in for that. Uh, Twitch.tv slash filmfumblers. Find all of our socials on filmfumblers.com. Um, yeah. That pretty much does it. Is there anything else we need to touch bases with? Find Alonso at uh, on his podcast at Your Mission Pod. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. YourMissionPod.com. Yeah. Go check that out. Do you want to um, plug something, Matt? Plug Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> no plugs. Right yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Have a great rest of your night. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. Later.